Hello everyone, and welcome to Lessons from the Top, a program that aims to give young people, like us, a clearer vision to the challenges ahead, based on the lessons and experiences of successful people. We hope that our program will contribute to giving you the means to realize your dreams and to accomplish yourself in your professional lives. Vincent Gautreau is an accomplished entrepreneur who has made a name for himself in the Montreal business market. Mr. Gautreau is the CEO of Logium, a software engineering company and has been instrumental in increasing its sales to over $30 million. He has completed eight transactions since joining the company and has helped position Logian as a key player in its field of activity. Mr. Gotchaus believes in putting people at the center of his decision and has always ensured that Logian's ownership remains local. He has also been actively involved with various boards of directors, including Télé-Québec as chairman of the Audit Committee and the Sablon Foundation. Amazing. Uh, so well, let's get started. Well, first off, how are you doing today? Very good. Thanks for, for having me on your podcast, guys. Thanks for uh, being here. So, um, yeah, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? What projects are you working on and what occupies your time as of late? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I started my career in, in accounting, uh, graduated in, uh, in accounting and finance at uh, HSC Montréal uh, and um, had previous experience in the advertising world uh, at agencies such as uh, McCann and helped uh, start a, a boutique agency in ill care. And then I I joined Legion in the 2014 uh, when we were uh, about a, a small group of 20 people and helped it grow uh, since uh, since then. Uh, I'm, I'm mostly focused on growth. So everything I do or that I touch is related in, in a certain way to the company's growth. Um, so I, I have the position of CEO of Legion uh, and CEO of Inventive, a new company we just added to the Oliva Tech uh, group. And I'm also a partner in a small uh, private equity firm that is called Oliva Capital. Well, uh, amazing. And um, the first question is, you know, what inspired you to pursue a career in the technology industry? And what have been some of the biggest challenges uh, you face along the way? Yeah, I think I... I've always been very curious and attracted uh, by technology, um, you know, on the, the consumer side, uh, like everybody, you know, uh, having uh, the technology being introduced in, into our day-to-day -day, uh, a few years back and see how it evolved in the, in the business world. Um, that was very, very um, interesting from, from my perspective and I've always wanted to pursue a career in, in tech. But I, as I said before, I started off as, as uh, an accountant at uh, KPMG. So I transitioned into the, um, the serve, like another service company, which, is, which was uh, McCann. And, you know, at McCann and, and other ad agency, I realized that people had a lot of good ideas, uh, but we were kind of um, lacking capabilities to, to deliver on them and to really transform ideas into deliverables or into projects. Um, in the tech world, it's completely the opposite. So I think it's, it's interesting how you can come up with an idea and really go through with it and, and deliver on it and, and build products, build software, build system. And there's, I'm surrounded every day by a bunch of very, very intelligent and, and capable people that build these products for our clients now. And that's really what pushed me towards tech uh, originally. 
And you know, what are the some challenges you face? Because I know the tech industry is changing a lot, and you know the media and stuff. So, what are the challenges you face? Well, a lot of challenges. I mean, tech is probably the industry where there's the most changes every day, and there's new uh, buzzwords, there's new tendencies, there's a lot of of innovation. So, obviously. One of the first challenge was to basically learn, you know, the basics of, of the tech industry. And I was familiar with, with the, the, the business model itself as a service company, but not the offering or the expertise uh, in, in any depth. So I had to learn software engineering, uh, software engineering, software architecture, what uh, the big players were offering. And, and also one of the challenges we're, we're still facing every day is, um, is innovation. You never know what's, what's next, you know? So you have to keep the company and myself aware of, of what's coming and how we position the company um, to, to be innovation leaders and, and be the one that pushes that innovation to our client and not uh, suffer the impact of innovation that we would not have uh, been aware of, you know. And, you know, when it comes to the tech industry, um, what advice would you give to young entrepreneurs uh, in our generation today looking to make their mark in the industry and to eventually level up? Because it's like you said, there's a lot of changes happening, a lot of new innovation, a lot of new tendencies. So how can young people uh, see it as less intimidating than it actually is? Well, first of all, I think in, in every industry, what is key is you need to be curious about uh, what you're doing and what's what's happening in the industry. And you have to uh, to read, uh, to to ask questions. Um, don't be shy to ask questions. I think that's the best way to learn. I, I was always playing the little bit the dumb card where I was saying, you know, I'm just an accountant. Can I can I ask you more about this and that? So that was always my role when I started off, and I think it pays off in a way. Um, also, be sure you surround yourself with with people that are. Um, I, I'd say I'm always surrounded by people that are smarter than I am, and and it's fine with me. That's how I I, I get better at what I do, and that's what that's how I learn. And I think that you cannot be an expert in everything. So as well as you're surrounded with people that know more than you do in different aspects, you on top of it, you get to learn from them and you get to, um, well, get to know more on, on every expertise in, a, in a such innovative industry that with the force of everybody, you, you get better. That's, that's how we structured Le Gien and that's how I... I structured my team as well so I can rely on people that know more than I do on specific subjects. Mm -hmm. And what would you say are the best ways to be up to date on the new changes? For example, you know, like recently stuff like uh, ChatGPT has been coming out and all these new AI technologies. Like how would you yeah. say is the best way to um, be up to date and stay relevant in that uh, field? Yeah, I mean, you have to read a lot, I guess. That's one of the... The first thing, uh, be curious about something. If you, if you, you know, you took the example of ChatGPT when it arrived. First thing we all did was let's let's go read about it. Let's mm -hmm. go try to figure out what the impacts are. Then try to 
talk about it with with people surrounding you and and try to get their feeling on what the impacts will be on their side and how it will affect their their lives and how it's going to affect the the you know the business world um and then we we started you know like ai is a good example where everybody's talking about ai but there's there's a big gap between uh the innovation actually going on in the AI, ai sphere and what's really happening on in the day-to-day businesses of, of, of large companies um either here in quebec or, or in canada or in north america i mean it's not all companies that are ready to use ai in, in their day-to-day and on their and apply it to business processes so i think what matters is is, is make be aware of of where it's going but stay realistic on you know what the market needs and where what the, your client and the business needs and and try to bridge that gap you know towards time and and expertise and 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 you you'll find a way to guide your clients uh in the right direction and that's what we're trying to do at Legion every day Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's an amazing way to stay relevant with uh, technology. And, um, you know, let, let's talk about something different a little bit. So what would you consider to be your greatest achievement so far? Uh, I think I think uh, greatest achievement is probably the team. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a simple answer. But honestly, I'm, I'm very, very proud of the team I was able to build uh, at Legion towards the years. Um, you know, as a service company, sometimes we're not the first choice of, of uh, experts or, or great leaders because they want to, you know, we had the, the, the startup movement that and the, the product building movement in, in tech that we've seen in the last few years. Um, so as a service company to attract these talents w- w- was not easy. So to me, having such a great team like we have at Logien and having people sticking around and believe in where I'm going. Uh, to me, that's a true, true achievement. And I'm very proud of the team I'm, I'm building at Logien. Yeah, it's like you said, it's a simple answer, but it's powerful because a good team is an amazing company. So, yeah. E- even more relevant in services because yep. that's, that's what it is. You know, it's human, it's people. And uh, in the group, we're, we're about um, just over 500 people now. And uh, we've grown pretty quickly into a diverse and um, very, I'd say, competitive because there's there's a way of of having fun while performing, and yeah. that's I think the the culture at uh, at Logien and even at Oliva. That's that's what we're we're trying to build, and I think that's what we've achieved in the last few years. Amazing. What are some of the key factors that have contributed to your success in tech? Um, I think that, you know, not coming from the tech industry was a good thing for me because uh, I could get to ask a lot of questions. I could try to see the way things were going and how service company would Uh, advise their clients in a certain approach and in a certain way and not coming from that industry and coming from you know the big four companies like like kpmg um and even the big ad agency kind of made me see the the 
the way a little bit the ways a little bit differently and i think it brought a lot of uh finance and 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 even the the way we were guiding clients in in ad agencies that all the approaches kind of uh allowed me to bring something new something different to the the tech service industry um also i think that you know i i, I i'm i'm pretty humble at at everything uh i do and i try to stay very authentic you know i believe that it's it's important to be who you are and stay humble about you know how big is your company or whatever you're achieving and and the the best way to do it is to do it with other people so again i mean surrounding yourself with with the right people and and try to help them elevate themselves that's really i think what what served me the most in in the past and do you have an advice that uh young people can learn from like you you know from logic what did you learn from that and people that want to start a business like logic what can you know young people learn from that well i mean again there's you have to put in a lot of efforts uh i i think nothing comes for free um you you have to make yourself uh i'd say irreplaceable at, at some point in a company if you want to if you want to grow it i'm not i'm not the founder of legion so that's something that is important i i bought back the founder and i turned a 20 people company into a 500 plus company in in you know 7 8 years the way i did it i think is setting ourselves uh reasonable and and go like goals that you can achieve in in small time frames you know i don't know if you guys heard about the agile methodology I, i'm sure you did but in in agile which is an approach to building tech softwares um we talk about and in in scrum which is a an approach to agility the 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 way we you develop business is to cutting a big project into smaller ones that are called sprints and you set yourself a goal and you work you know through through that period of time normally it's one or two weeks where you only do that and you focus on that and whatever comes in the way you just push it back to to the next sprint and i kind of use the same approach to building a company i mean there's always something that's going to happen and there's always something even if you're trying to plan everything uh you can't you know so it's really set yourself goals that you know you can reach in a certain period of time focus on that push back on the rest and and everything you don't control and and you you will figure it out in the next sprint you know so that's pretty much how we we've built the company and being being focused on small development and growth sprint at at Logen amazing and um <clears throat> you know when it comes to innovation for a company you know like you said in the 7 to 8 years you've uh, grown the company massively but um for a company like uh, the, the company you have or you you go own uh, you need innovation so like what is your approach for risk management uh, when it comes to innovation and you know with the need for stability and security because you know when i think of risk or security i think of uh, you know like hackers 
data leaks, server failures, you know, stuff like that. So how do you manage those risks, but also um, bringing about new projects or new ideas or new uh, things to uh, the company? So I'm an accountant. Huh? So I, everything, everything that I, I do, and I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm a strong believer that everything should be balanced. Mm -hmm. um, our approach at Legend was really to have a, a fair profitability. And what I mean by profitability is, is as a service company, I believe you should be profitable. That's the first thing. Um, there's certain industry benchmarks where, you know, some companies like uh, big public companies like CGI are, are year over year bringing, you know, an, an EBITDA between 15 to 20%. And we decided, we decided intentionally at Legion to say, okay, let's aim for a little bit under that. So whatever we, we would do uh, be over and above, you know, that percentage, we will reinvest in the company. So it's not that we're not capable of, of bringing in a, in a bit DA, you know, higher than that is we intentionally decided to, to, to be a little bit less profitable so we can reinvest in the company, reinvest in innovation, reinvest in growth. Because trust me, growth as a, as a cost. And you have to prepare yourself if you want to grow or, because or, it's a totally different approach if you want to have a stable company. But at Legion, we decided to reinvest in the company, reinvest in innovation, reinvest in reinvest in, in adding expertise, training our people, getting certification, and also um, just making sure we we monitor what's coming, you know, as I as I said to your previous question, um, innovation and risks, you need to know what's what's possible of, of you know happening. And innovation, you need to know what's coming. You need to be ahead of the curve. So it has a cost. And when it, term, when it comes to risk, I'd say there's, there's now, even more in tech companies, there's a, it's a cost of doing business. So security, risk assessment, um, compliance, you have to invest to be uh, where you should be as a, as a serious company. So yeah, it, it costs money, you know, it costs profit that you need to reinvest. And that's what we decided to do and, and make sure that we set ourselves a uh, fair objective and not, a, not too high of, of a profitability so we can allow ourselves to reinvest in the future of, of the company. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us a little bit more for people listening right now, what is lodging exactly? What does it do? So basically, Legion is uh, we position ourselves in in as a as a digital transformation service company. We do pretty much everything from advisory to uh, custom development, business app application uh, integration. We do data management, DIAI, and uh, a little bit of of what's called professional services. So we will find experts for for our clients. Um, we've been in business for 23 years now. I it's muted. The, you can talk. I bought back the founder a few years back. He's an accountant. Um, as I said about 
500 experts in, in based out of Montreal, Quebec, Tunisia, uh, a little bit in Paris, and a small team in Mexico as well. And uh, yeah, amazing. And going back on the whole uh, balance with stability and security, um, has there ever been a challenge that you faced uh, regarding security or risk or um, something that might have gone wrong when you were uh, bringing about a new idea or a new project to the company? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of not not necessarily in terms of security or, mm -hmm. or you know. Just give me another one after that because it's going to change something a lot. So something to do with that, more in terms of um, trying out things and not having the outcome that we expected. Uh, I'm a big fan of of fail fast. You know, the the failing fast approach is is kind of interesting to me because. It allows us to try people at Legion kind of laugh at me now because we do uh, organization changes pretty much like every year. We just remove teams. We 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 not remove, but we move thing, uh, teams around. We try uh, new expertise, try to uh, train our teams on on different platform on different so like, uh, expertise and and was it, sometimes uh, it pays off muted, sometimes but like, was, it doesn't you know and I think that's the beauty of of having a business you can, you can try you can try stuff you know it doesn't always work um, but I I always say that the best strategy to have is to set yourself ready for to seize opportunities you know. So when it comes, uh, you cannot plan everything, but when it, it, it passes by you, it, you think, and you think you feel it's a good opportunity, you should try to seize it and, and, and do something with it. So that's pretty much what we've tried to do the last nine to 10 years and, and not always a success, but at least we tried it. And talking about opportunities, um, you changed from accountant to managing a business. What were the challenges regarding that? Because it's you know it's a pretty big step. So yeah, it's a big transition. Yeah, uh, it, it's a big. But I was privileged in my career that I was given the opportunity at a young age to to manage a, a large team. You know, I when I left KPMG, I left to make, to go at a at McCann that was called Marquetel at the time and. I think I was 26 or 27, and I had to manage a, a group of 10 to 15 people, and uh, all uh, way older than I was. But uh, I found it interesting to just, you know, at some point you realize that you are who you are, and age doesn't matter. You know, I think I was a, a, a smart kid, and I, I still believe I'm, I'm a smart guy, but it's okay that. You have people that are, you know, more experienced and smarter than you are. Whatever it's, it's you know, you, you we all play a role in in a company, and it's like a sports team. You know, you, we all play a role. It doesn't matter what age you are, but what matters is is how you um, communicate with people, how you lead a team towards a, a common goal, and how you can make sure that everybody understands their role in a team. And I think that was really my approach on 
on leading and managing teams. So I've grown into managing uh, uh, 10 to 15 people to 50, and then was given the opportunity to to come at Legion and and take the team from 20 to to what it is right now. So I think you have to shape your own you know opportunities and 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 try to transform opportunities into into success and then you you'll you'll grow into into uh, different roles in your career and well for the last question um throughout your career you have worked with a lot of people seen a lot of different people and uh is there anyone in particular who has had a particularly significant impact on your work and what qualities did they possess that made them such an inspiring colleague or partner Ah, uh, good question. I mean, there's a ton of people that you know influenced me in a way or or, or another, and, and uh, maybe the the person that was my my first boss at at Marketel, McCann. Uh, I think we built a strong relationship together, Tamar. It's someone that I I still talk here and there, and and someone appreciate I I appreciate a lot, and. The day I, I quit uh, uh, Marketel at the time, I remember I, I you know knocked on his office door and came to see him and said, you know, here's my resignation letter, I'm leaving, blah, blah, blah. And he, he answered me, you know, I, I thought we were more than that. We I thought we were more than just, you know, a, a letter of, of resignation. I thought you you'd come to me to say, hey, I don't, like this part, or I want to move to another position and 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 try to you know go maybe somewhere else, and we would have had that discussion together in, in, in a very transparent way. But he was very disappointed with that. So that was a day that changed my perspective. Where you know, not because he's your boss or or your colleague that you cannot be transparent with people and just tell them, hey. Here's what I want to do, what I want to achieve in, in my career. And so be transparent with with uh, your colleagues and, and even your bosses, because I think it's going to bring you more than more positive aspect than you think. Uh, maybe another another example is is uh, one of our advisors at Legion, who's Karim Danais of DRP, um, a guy that I admire a lot and, and he's He's giving us a little bit of his time to to guide us at Legion and building the companies. And what I like about him is is he can, you know, there's there's people that you'll meet that'll tell you what you want to hear, but there's people that tell you the the truth. And even if you like it or not, and that's what I admire the most about him is he's willing to tell me if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, you know. But if I'm right, I'm right too. And he's going to tell me what he thinks. And and that's something I like about him. But, you know, throughout my career, I think I've met a, a ton of people that influenced me in different ways. And and not only like supervisors or managers, it's it's often, you know, my staff and and people I can go to and it's just, just ask them, you know, about about them, about their families, about what what they want to do, what they want to achieve, what's, you know, what they have as hobbies, et cetera. And, and, and I think that's very, very um, in, important when you're building a company. And these guys influence me probably even more than, 
the managers that I've had in the past. You know? Well, with all that, thank you so much for being here uh, today. Uh, this is going to conclude our episode, uh, which Pleasure. from uh, my estimation was, you know, uh, repelled with a lot of values, to be honest, from people in the tech industry and just for people trying to start a, a company. So uh, thank you very much again from me, George and Noah. So uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.